The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. Buzz Burbank, news and comment. Tuesday, October 4th, 2016. From the one-man worldwide newsroom, this is free and independent news. Made possible when you buy shaving products using the code R-E-L-M at harrys.com. States of emergency were declared in Florida and North Carolina, even though Hurricane Matthew hadn't yet made landfall in Haiti, where it's expected to hit the hardest with winds of 145 miles an hour. At Category 4, Matthew is the most powerful Atlantic storm in nine years, and Haiti is still recovering from an earthquake six years ago. Nearly three and a half feet of rain are expected in some parts of Haiti, but the flooding from rains being pushed in by the hurricane has already begun. In Cuba, hundreds of thousands of people have been evacuated, and the U.S. may even move its 88 remaining Guantanamo prisoners to higher ground. In Florida, 66 counties along the Atlantic coast are under states of emergency, with the storm expected to arrive there Wednesday or Thursday. At least four people have died in the storm so far, including one in Haiti. Even though the next vice president will, as usual, be just a heartbeat away from the presidency, 84% of Americans say they don't care about that office. At least 40% don't even know who the running mates are, and most of us won't watch their debate tonight, even though it's likely to cover more and more important issues than the first presidential debate. We get the government we deserve. Donald Trump will no doubt be watching and tweeting tonight as his man, Republican Ohio Governor Mike Pence, takes on Hillary Clinton's guy, Virginia Senator Tim Kaine, tonight on all the networks that cover news. With the election five weeks from today, the latest UPI daily tracking poll had Trump leading Clinton by 2.5%. It also has Trump winning the Electoral College race, and it shows Trump's support up in 45 of the 50 states over the past week. But that's the last time I'll reference only the UPI poll, as it's become clear it doesn't reflect what the other polls are showing. The latest CNN poll has Clinton regaining her lead, now a more solid 5% over Trump, 47 to 42. The CBS News poll has her ahead by four points. NBC has her up by six, ABC by five. Averaging all the major polling numbers, Clinton leads Trump by two and a half percent. Those averages from polls more scientific than UPI's shows Trump did lead Clinton in late July and came close to it again two weeks ago. But that was before the first debate. The debate reversed the momentums. Since then, Clinton has expanded her lead. The CBS poll says voter enthusiasm for Clinton now matches the enthusiasm on the Trump side at 46%. No matter which poll you believe, even if you don't believe in polls at all, this race is close at least when it comes to the popular vote. An election forecast from the website 538, which looks at electoral college votes, shows Clinton with a 67% chance of winning. In a race this close, Trump supporters have seemed more enthusiastic than Clinton's, at least up till now. Media reports about Trump's secret tax forms and demeaning of women seem to only fire up his base even more. Over the weekend, he had them again chanting, lock her up, when he repeated that Hillary Clinton should go to jail. But Trump didn't stop there, and the crowd didn't stop eating it up in Mannheim, Pennsylvania, Saturday night, as Trump told them Clinton, quote, could be crazy. He called Clinton unbalanced, unhinged, and said she'd taken, quote, a short circuit to the brain. As if all that hadn't driven home his point, Trump added, honestly, I don't think she's all there. 
He questioned her marital fidelity to Bill, to which he added, and really, why should she be? As reported earlier, he mocked the way Mrs. Clinton stumbled into her car nearly a month ago when she had pneumonia. Trump has already promised he'll be more aggressive in some ways in his second debate with Ms. Clinton. This may be a preview of that. The New York Attorney General has ordered the Trump Foundation to stop taking donations effective immediately. A.G. Eric Schneiderman, a Clinton supporter, has been investigating Trump's charity and found it to be uncertified by the state's Charities Bureau. The Washington Post has been investigating the Trump Foundation as well, finding that Trump has not donated to it in eight years. The paper says the foundation used other people's money to settle lawsuits against his hotels, casinos, and golf resorts. The New York Attorney General is also investigating whether Trump used donated money for personal gain. To get certified, the Trump Foundation would be forced to turn over financial records. Without certification, the Trump Foundation is not a legitimate charity. More than once in this campaign, Hillary Clinton has been her own worst enemy. Over the weekend, someone released audio of Clinton calling Bernie Sanders supporters over-idealistic people who live in their parents' basements. She's now feeling the burn from that remark. She's now canceled some planned joint appearances with Bernie Sanders, sidelining her effort to pick up more young voters. As one of Washington, D.C.'s historic buildings, the old post office stood 125 years on Pennsylvania Avenue without vandalism or graffiti. Now that it's a Trump International Hotel, a $200 million piece of real estate, plywood covers the spray paint. A man in a yellow T-shirt who remains at large used a can of black to paint the words Black Lives Matter on one side of the entrance and No Justice on the other. The Republican-controlled Senate has made it clear that choosing someone to fill that Supreme Court vacancy will be the job of the next president, not this one. But there's a bigger picture. There may be as many as three Supreme Court justices ready to retire. That would bring the total number of vacancies to four, so whoever's elected president will set the tone of that court for half a lifetime. Donald Trump says he has a list of 21 possible nominees. Hillary Clinton, if elected, would be better off sticking with President Obama's nominee, Merrick Garland, especially if Republicans keep control of Congress when we cast our presidential ballots on November 8th. The U.S. and Russia stopped speaking to each other yesterday, at least on a couple of important subjects. The U.S. has pulled out of talks with Russia about another ceasefire in Syria and about working together to take out ISIS. The U.S. State Department says the Russians have, quote, not lived up to their commitments. Russia and its Syrian ally have been attacking civilians and infrastructure in Aleppo, even bombing humanitarian aid trucks. Russia says it had already cut off the talks. And Russia backed out of a 16-year agreement yesterday, an agreement to dispose of the weapons-grade plutonium in its nuclear arsenal. At the start of the millennium, the two countries with the most nukes, the U.S. and Russia, agreed to dispose of equal amounts of plutonium stockpiles by 34 metric tons. If carried out, it would have cut the joint number of nuclear weapons by 17,000. But Russia says the deal is off thanks to, quote, a change of circumstances and unfriendly actions by the United States. The statement from the Kremlin did not say what those unfriendly actions were. Israel is preparing to ring in the new year by building nearly 100 new homes for Jewish settlers on the West Bank and by closing its borders to Palestinians early next week. The Jewish New Year Rosh Hashanah begins at sundown Sunday and ends at sundown one week from today.
Support news and comment with follows, likes, and shares across social media at Buzz Burbank and Michael J. Elston. This is Buzz Burbank News and Comment on the Realm Network. I get it. I understand. I had my doubts as well when Harry's came along offering these state-of-the-art razor blades for half of what we've been paying. And we've all tried the cheap disposables that shred our faces. See, with Harry's, you and I and millions have learned that you can get a top-notch shave and save a lot of money. Maybe you're still skeptical. So Harry's has the cure for that. A free trial. Just use the code R-E-L-M when you check out at harrys.com. You just pay the $3 shipping and your satisfaction is guaranteed. That's a $13 shave kit for just 3 bucks. But only if you use the code R-E-L-M. Just go to harrys.com to customize your free trial set. Select a Truman razor in your choice of colors. It comes with one of Harry's amazing blades, their foaming shave gel, and a blade cover for travel. Only if you use the code R-E-L-M, you will also get a free sample of Harry's cool and refreshing post-shave balm with aloe and cucumber. It moisturizes, reduces redness, and it smells great. And if you never want to have to reorder blades, you don't have to. Harry's will send you new blades, even more shave gel on a schedule you set. Subscribe to a blade plan and get blades to your door for less than two bucks a piece, half what you've been paying for the big name brands. Amazing free trial. Two weeks of quality shaves for just $3 shipping, just for our listeners. Use the code RELM at harrys.com. I'm completely sold on Harry's and you will be too. Disney is reportedly thinking of competing against Verizon and two lesser-known companies to buy Twitter. The asking price is $16 billion. There's still much to learn about the exact cause of that commuter train crash in Hoboken, but we may be getting some insight into who to blame. The crash occurred even after a safety audit by the Federal Railroad Administration. The FRA says it found a leadership vacuum in the transit system and dozens of safety violations. That was four months ago. In that time, New Jersey Transit paid fines for the violations but didn't correct them. Last week's crash killed one person and injured more than 100 others. So far, about all we know is the track was fine and the motorman was apparently clean and sober. No cameras or working data recorders have been found, and they're still digging through the wreckage to see if the train had a mechanical problem. The one data recorder that was recovered wasn't working. Ohio's ready to get back into the execution game. The Buckeye State sat out the past three years after a botched execution that took 25 minutes to carry out. By then, there was a shortage of drugs for lethal injections. Drug companies had begun refusing to provide drugs for putting people to death. Even the European companies won't do it anymore. Now, Ohio's officials say they have a new cocktail of drugs, and the executions, they say, shall commence next year. First up is a man who was originally scheduled to die in January of this year. The country that is the third biggest producer of climate-changing pollution has signed on to the Paris Climate Agreement. It was on Mahatma Gandhi's birthday that Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi signed the Environmental Pact. That brings the number of countries signed to 62. The Climate Accord becomes international law once 55 countries that together produce 55% of the climate-changing pollution sign on already been signed by the U.S. and China with India on board, we appear to have reached that goal. Getting India on board wasn't easy since it was counting on cheap coal to cover its growing energy needs. 
But now India has pledged to get 40% of its electricity from non-fossil sources within the next 15 years. Snarky pharmaceutical executive Martin Shkreli has been forced to start looking for someone else to punch him in the face. Shkreli put that privilege up for bid, hoping to raise money for a boy who'd survived cancer but lost his father. Last week, I reported on a woman who'd offered $50,000 for the chance to take a swing at the man who'd jacked the price of a crucial drug by 5,000%, making it unaffordable for many who need it. But now that Florida woman has withdrawn her 50 grand pledge and vanished from social media. Shkreli had promised to match the woman's donation, even though he can easily afford to cover the entire hundred grand himself. The search for a new puncher is on as Shkreli awaits trial on fraud charges. Police in Reading, Pennsylvania say the young woman who claimed she'd been attacked by a knife-wielding clown was lying. Police investigated because there was a report last week of a clown grabbing a woman by the throat. Local schools were closed there as a precaution. And Alexandria Conley showed police the bloody thumb she says the crazed clown had cut. But when they investigated the 18-year-old's American horror story, they determined she was lying so she'd have an excuse for being late to work. No word on how she actually cut her thumb. Walking in the park has taken on a new meaning. In Queens, New York, concrete likenesses of actor Christopher Walken's head dot the landscape at the Socrates Sculpture Park now. It's the work of New York artist Brian Zanisnik, who wanted to pay tribute to the actor who was raised in that borough. Except when covered by snow this winter, Walken's head will be visible through mid-March. Until then, they'll just keep walking. And finally, as summers go, 2016 didn't bring nearly the number of indecent exposure stories as years gone by. But in Beach Haven, New Jersey, police have arrested a 59-year-old man who for two days appeared on that beach wearing clear plastic wrap where you'd normally see swim trunks. Witnesses who looked say his genitals were clearly exposed. Reporters called his house later for a comment. The woman who answered just hung up after saying, nobody's here. But we can see right through that. I'm Buzz Burbank. Thanks for listening. And thanks for supporting the shows and sponsors at buzzburbank.com. I'll be back tomorrow with another Buzz Burbank news and comment. The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network.